Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to Clicking Balls. This is a special AFL trade period uh, podcast. My name is Heath, and the first question I ask every week is your highlight of the week. So, Josh, you got a highlight of the week past? Well, it's been a few. It was actually a pretty decent week. I mean, technically it's a fortnight, because we... Uh, it's been a little while. Yeah, a week and a half-ish. Yeah, a bit of a break. Um, but for me, it's the start of the NBA season. Uh, we finished with the preseason NBA stuff, where they decide to go out and play against NBL players and give them a fair fucking hiding. Yeah, they send their B team and win by fifty. Yeah, I do love that sports bet still takes bets on it. Wow, pays dollar one. That is the most sure thing in the fucking world. That bus could roll over from the airport to the ground, and their support team would still beat the NBL players. Yeah, it pretty much did happen. Yeah, that wasn't sport team. Ben Simmons ran out onto the field, uh, onto the court for a little bit just to shake hands. And- yep reintroduce himself uh, but that was the highlight for me ben simmons uh you know he's only what a, a second year player yeah technically yeah. Well, technically uh, third technically third, yeah um just missed out on a triple double in a, a losing match against uh the celtics for the 76ers he got uh 19 points eight rebounds uh, no eight assists and 15 rebounds which is Somewhere, yeah. pretty decent for a guard yeah not bad yeah a big lad but uh yeah he's, he's come along beautifully yeah good way to kick off his season yeah, I mean, North Melbourne offered him a million a year contract, and he said no. But you know, you got to keep asking these questions. Don't you you? got to keep who asking. Who did he grow up with? Someone in Sydney's playing now. Was it uh, Petrarca? Yeah, I think yeah, it was Petrarca. I think it was. Yeah, I think it was actually. Yeah, yeah. yeah Petrarca must have sucked at basketball. Uh... <laughs> well, apparently he was pretty good at footy too. But you know, yeah, growing I mean, to be six foot ten and whatever. If you had a choice six between NBA and AFL, I think yeah. I'd take NBA money. Yeah, no. six foot ten and highly mobile. He's good at everything. Yeah, exactly. the limbo is the only thing he's shit at. Uh, I'd still back him. Um, Brenton, you got a highlight of the week past? Well, it was a big uh, well fortnight of MMA fights. We'll brush over the kind of one like that was happened or whatever. I but think everything's been said. Yeah, I was more interested in the Bellator heavyweight Grom uh, tournament yeah. that was on. It was the uh, semi-final or as we would call it, prelim, semi-prelim, yeah. whatever it was. Semi, yeah. Yeah, so you had um, Ryan Bader versus Matt Michione. Uh, Michione was the only true heavyweight in that bracket. Um <laughs> Bader just smashed him, ground and pounded him, yeah. took him down, did what he did. Mitrione did well to get to the end, I think. Yeah, yeah. Mm. But it was funny, the Mitrione saying, I mean, if me and Fedor don't make the final, then it really it's really a big uh, blight on the heavyweight division of Bellator. Yeah, that's, that's, well, yeah fair enough. Yeah, it yep. is. <laughs> and even Shay was like, well, yeah, you're right, but uh, he's still probably not going to win. <laughs> um, but it was funny going into the, the Fedor fight, Fedor versus Chael Sonnen, which was the next day. And everyone was talking about, you know, Chael versus... Um, Beta for the final. That's an interesting matchup. And I'm like, if everyone just overlooked Fedor, yeah. like, Fedor has got to be the favorite for this fight for sure. I mean, Chao is, is a, a middleweight. Uh, a good middleweight. Yeah, yeah. But fighting at uh, light heavyweight, uh, f- no, yeah, yeah, light heavyweight for uh, Bellator, 
and against one of the best heavyweights of all time. Yeah, yeah, like, exactly. Granted, his his day was a while back. Yeah, yeah. But he was so far above everyone else that he's just he's still more than it, capable of handling someone who comes in a lot lighter. It, and it, even if he is in the juice now, it's it not really like um, Shido's uh, talent was built on athleticism either. You know? No, no. It was just knock motherfuckers out and good sambo and judo, yeah. which uh, he showed and survive his family. Well, yeah. exactly. Yeah, and probably close ties to Putin. Um, but it was it was interesting to see Chow just repeatedly go for takedowns that got reversed. And it was some really good judo action in there from Fedor to reverse um, uh, takedown attempts into yeah. throws and get Sumbo. top position. And well, it went one round, didn't it? Yeah. yeah. It's an exciting round, though. Like, really good to see. But was, was a, there was an interesting move that uh, Sonnen did, though. He was trying to get the hooks in because uh, Fedor turtled up. Yeah. And he tried to do the seatbelt rollover, where yeah. you, instead of crucifixing, you roll on top of them. Yep. And then he just lost his grip. So he just sort of rolled yeah. on his back. Fedor's gone, fucking sweet. Thanks for that. Well, he was saying that he was going to lose that position anyway because he, he was too high up. And so he went for it and didn't work out. But he also got you know smacked in the head a fair yeah. few times before yeah. that one. But it was interesting for the post-fight press conference where he's talking. And if you ever heard Chow talk after fight, he's very professional and analytical and... Um, almost uh, objective about his yeah. fights. That's the most honest the, he is. The, the yeah. selling's been done. Those moments yeah. after fight. It's like a bloke after sex. Yeah, and he's he's saying that you know I was on the ground and the ref was was telling me you know you've got to you've got to move otherwise I'm going to stop the fight. And I was like, uh, I, I just didn't think he was going to stop the fight because you know I had my hands up. I was, it was mainly hitting my hands, and I thought you know he's slowing down. He's getting tired, and um, turns out uh, that wasn't a good strategy. <laughs> no, it's hard to rope a dope when you're on the ground. Yeah, he's like those punches hurt. <laughs> it's like if you do nothing I'll stop the fight he's like you promise yeah <laughs> and I'm on one of the because he actually went on the panel because he does a show with Ariel Helwani on ESPN, ESPN. who were hosting uh, they think they split with Showtime or something like that for Bellator I was on Paramount actually but they had uh, him and the bad guy on so he went straight from the fight did his post-fight presser onto the um, his usual panel show but um, he's a hard worker. Yeah, he, he was he was saying the same thing that he said in the post fight press conference as they were showing replays on his monitor, and he's like, "Yeah, uh, now that I look at it, I'm not really moving at all. Actually, <laughs> in my head, yep. yeah. good call, good call. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> all fighters like that. Oh, I, I almost had him. Like, mate, yeah. no, you fucking didn't. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, my highlight of the week uh, during the week uh, going for lunch uh, up near Marvel Stadium right. just grabbing some yep. dumplings obviously one of the dumpling restaurants ah, up there. I, I do like the new sign I thought it was going to be Juggies it, uh, sadly I don't think Juggies is even ever open I think it's just a scam oh yeah I've never seen it open um, but anyway uh, you know how it's kind of a, a running joke or uh, I don't know stereotype that people from uh, Chinese backgrounds will wear uh, English shirts or, or hats that they don't have a clue what it says on them yep the guy um, cooking the dumplings was wearing a, a Gotham City House of Sin hat. Right. So, one, brothels make merchandise. <laughs> Two, somebody buys and wears the brothel merchandise. Wow. How did it wasn't wow. Batman? I'm pretty sure the House of Sin gave it away. Yep. It was funny because uh, Gotham City was just where the casino workers park. Yeah. Um, so it was pretty funny where you'd be going, obviously, at 4, four to 6 a.m. is when the shift change happens. And so there'd be people walking out of Gotham City, and then there's like, you know, a thousand shift workers changing. They're like, oh, shit. So we're just trying to scurry up to, to Clarence Street. I can imagine there'd be a few problem gamblers who'd be like, no, no, honey, I was going to the brothel. Yeah. Well, it was funny. <laughs> that was the, the one uh, for those who listen to our gambling podcast where. When the crown, when Crown first opened up, their yep. training center was on City Road. There, it wasn't actually in Crown Center, and um, they'd take the fake training chips from from Crown College and take them into the brothel and spend them there. Yeah. It took like uh, a couple of weeks before the 
the working girls went to cash them in at the cage at the casino and they were like, uh, these aren't real chips. <laughs> and apparently one of the higher class uh, brothels in Melbourne as well. So uh, they would not have been happy with how much free uh, services they gave away. Yeah, I, I can imagine too that the trainee dealers were, were making full use of that. I'll tell you what though, that would have been awesome up until it wasn't. <laughs> yeah, yeah. the, the first, first person who went in there got After caught. they found out, yeah. yeah that, uh, that person would have been in for a big night. All right, so what we thought we'd do, um, since it's about five minutes since the trade period uh, officially closed, um, we'll go through trade by trade and say what we think about them. Um, And I'm going to absolutely gloss over um, the picks for picks trades because they're not that interesting. Yep. Yep. Um, And obviously, this includes a bit of free agency as well. Um, So we'll start from the bottom. Uh, with uh, Reese Conker going over to Frio as an unrestricted free agent, which means Richmond couldn't match it. Um, or couldn't and, be asked. And they got pick 37 as a compo pick. Um, I think it's a, this is one of those win-wins, because Conker, unfortunately, was um, not best 22. No. I mean, he just wasn't fit enough for a whole season to be able to make 22. He had moments where he was awesome, and moments where his decision-making was it, fucking terrible. He, he was the one that smashed his ankle, wasn't he? Yeah, many yeah. times. Many times. But, but he, he's one of those ones where he's not quite fast enough, not quite quick enough by hand. or yeah. like, He's an above-average player. But doesn't really excel in everything. I think at his best, anything. he's going to be the you know the nineteenth best player. Yeah, on yeah. the Tigers. Unfortunately, the Tigers injury list never gave him a chance. And he, I mean, great club man. Everyone you know yeah. loved having him around. So it's one of those things that you're glad you had him in his team. Yeah, it's kind of sad to see him go, but you wish him all the best, kind of deal. Well, I kind of loved him too much. Send him to fucking Fremantle. <laughs> well, I mean, well, it's his choice. Yeah, that's what we yeah. want to do. We we will hug it out as we did many times <laughs> with the conquer cuddle. But just imagine that, like uh, you know, they come in, say, "Reese, mate, uh, think it's time we move you on." He's like, "Oh, okay, boss. Where no, am I going?" No, this is a, yeah. He's a free agent, so he made the choice. Yeah, this it was his him. call. Yeah, you dumb cunt. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, he'd rather play there than uh, VFL. I guess that's his thinking. Would there you are know? a few tigers. Would that you? Do that. Yeah. yeah, no, I, I don't mind VFL. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It depends on the medical facilities because he's probably going to need them. <laughs> yeah, they're not good over there. Um, all right, the, the second uh, unrestricted free agent was Luke Dalhouse. Um, and then this one was flagged by about round twenty, I reckon. Yeah, yeah. They said uh, he'll get off, um, and uh, the Bulldogs got pick twenty five, which is probably fair enough for for them as well. Yeah, I think it's good for both teams actually. I mean, I just don't know why Geelong are trying to collect midfielders or running midfielders. Like they're actually playing real life super coach, you know, and they're just going <laughs> for points. Yeah, I reckon if you're allowed to field forty. Uh, Geelong would do all right. Yeah, yeah. They, yeah. they don't like the youngins. Uh, they love trading for... Uh, they've, they've brought in all these midfielders, and yet they're still playing Gary Ablett in the midfield when they should be playing in forward. Wow, so, who, I, yeah. I who would have thought? I mean, yeah. it's almost like the, the half-time games where these kids just run around the ball. There's no positions. It's just, <laughs> just free-for-all. It's an odds kick. Well, I know there will be next year. It's Ooh. probably yeah. what's happened. You know, you watch a bit of odds kick and go, you know what, there's something in that. Yeah, yeah. Or maybe maybe they're just implementing uh, a strict breeding program where they're just getting good stock midfielders, trying to get father-son. Um, pair up, <laughs> well, do they have an AFLW oh. team? Planning on a 2050 yeah. premiership, you reckon? Start yeah. pairing up AFLW teams I, with the... I think their AFLW starts this year. Yep. Hmm. Are they, they the ones? Yeah, um, we well, tried to do that, but the, we pulled Moana Hope, and apparently we didn't figure the problem there. Well, well there's, hmm. where there's a will, there's a way. Nature finds a way. <laughs> um, will Walker's only playing the twos, though, and I don't think he's Moana Hope's type. <laughs> and uh, with uh, Dow House, I mean, it might have been a little bit of insurance for if they lost Tim Kelly, but they didn't, yep. so... Yeah. Um, they just get just get another one. Um, anyway, that's that's the way Geelong likes to do it. Um, okay, the first actual trade was Lincoln McCartney 
uh, McCarthy, sorry, from Geelong um, going up to Brisbane. Um, this one was also flagged, uh, I think, during the finals because uh, Lincoln McCarthy is very good mates with Lockie Neal. Right. And they said that yeah. um, that might be part of the, the sweetener. Yeah. Um, so there's a little bit of a pick swap going on with that. So he basically went up there for nothing. Yep. And it was a bit of a gamble because the Lockie Neal trade only got finished this afternoon, right? Yeah. 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 Um, it got finished very lately. Very late. But um, again, Lincoln McCartney has been in and out of the Geelong side. Um, goes up there for a little bit more um, game time, you'd reckon. Yeah, yeah. And get a, yeah, just to get a run around, a bit of a, a fresh environment to be able to flourish in. Yeah. Um, on to, uh, what are we up to? Trade number two, the actual trades. Um, Corey Ellis, Anthony Miles um, going up to the Gold Coast um, for some pick swaps. Um, pretty much the same as Reese Conker. It's just blokes that are spending most of their time in the VFL yeah, um, looking yeah. for more um, game time. And going to Gold Coast, you, you know you're going to be best 22. Yeah, you're probably in the leadership group already. <laughs> you might be captain. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, he's well, probably got his name in the hat. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it means you're going out next year. Yeah, but, um, Miles, Miles played good in VFL, like one of our best players in the VFL, but every time he got a chance in the A's, he just wasn't... I say, I, I don't, he, did he play a game this year? No, I'm not sure. I think he might have played one. Oh, no, no. Oh, I can't remember. Yeah, if if he did, it was only one or two. I don't actually, yeah. Not much, but um, quality players. Just, yeah, I don't know if it was stage fright or maybe our game plan didn't suit him. Actually, no, our game plan is right up his alley. He just didn't perform. Yeah, I think, yeah, just others went ahead of him. Although he, he might have won Richmond's VFL best and fairest. I, I got a feeling. Yeah, I think, uh, I think Lloyd might have won that. Actually, I can't remember. Yeah. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he won it last year. There you go. Um, this year, I think Sam Lloyd might have. And it. for a team that I think they do, they finished on top. Um, Richmond in the VFL. No, yeah, yeah, I think they minor premier. Yeah. So um, certainly enough talent there. Um, yep. but you Actually, just... yeah, he missed the goal after the siren to get us into the final grand final, right? I can't. No, last it was from year. like about fifty five. No, right? no, that was the grand final last year, and that was so oh, that's right. Not Leonard. What was his name? Lennon. No, it was Ben Lennon. Ben yeah. Lennon. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah. yeah. But I think it's a good pick up for Gold Coast. I mean, you get two uh, players in Ellis and Miles, decent players. Who are going to yeah. play for yeah. it. Yeah. Not but, quite premiership level players, but they're close enough that, or they're much closer than Gold Coast in yeah. the current crop. Yeah. Now they've lost their, Everyone. their alpha team. And coming from a team, like, it's almost with the coaching, you try and pull from the culture of the coaching staff that Clarkson had, and that's what sort of bred success in other clubs. Yep. And you almost have to pull the players from successful clubs to start a culture in a new team that's going to actually flourish and go in the right path, especially well, yeah, the I mean, pitch that Gold Coast is going to get. It will help Stewie do too, knowing that two players will turn up to the first training session. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, well, I mean, coaches don't rock up to half their training session. <laughs> so. The last ones, yeah. Um, it is. It's blokes that will be hungry and will want to play. And you know they've already got a professional attitude. Yeah, yeah. Um, and which is really what they need. Because Gold Coast know what they're doing this year. You know, or sorry, next year. Um, they're just really playing for... You know, they're going to get the number one draft pick. Well, they have started again. This is like a wipe the slate, slate yeah. clean. And obviously, Jew's got good you know, credentials as a yeah. coach. So Yeah, they're trying to build. It's not a rebuild. It's just a build. Yeah. Yeah. Um, in trade number three, uh, I, I, this was one of the first ones of the state league, um, how do you call it, assistance packages for Carlton yeah. and Gold Coast, yep. um, which I like. I think that's it's a really great idea. Um, so Carlton traded the rights to Nathan Kruger um, onto Geelong. Yep. Um, again, you know, obviously a good state league player, player but we'll, we'll see what he does um, yeah. in, the, in the big time now. Yeah. Um, I don't know much else about him. I know no, nothing a, about him. No. His old man Freddie's a bit of a cunt. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then uh, free agent Tom Lynch um, finally getting to, to the Tigers, yep. um, which gives Gold Coast the number three pick as compo. They were never going to match the bid, obviously. No, they, they, <laughs> they wanted, wanted that compo bid. Yeah, yeah. 
And obviously, it's uh, one that just was gifted to the Tigers. I don't think we did too much chasing for it. It's just that's where we wanted to go. No, that's where we go. And some mates there. So, by all accounts, paying way unders yeah. um, for him yeah. as well. But well, uh, se- seven years? I think so, yeah. Was was it eight hundred k a year or something like that? I, th- I think that was like as a that's what know, he was as average aggregate. average yeah yeah. No, I think he was on even more than that at, at the Gold Coast. Yeah, he was on a million a year at Gold Coast. I'm pretty certain. But yeah. he was good mates with Prestia and Caddy, so I think that was the <laughs> and also success. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Let's start yeah. with that one. Prestia and Caddy have something that he doesn't have. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Um, but it was uh, obviously a, a few clubs were in for Lynch. Um, and some paying significantly overs what Richmond yeah. offering, but um, he's made his call, and uh, that makes that forward line very, very dangerous. Yeah, it does, and I like how he said that he wants to learn from a forward like Jack just to um, improve his game as well. So he's come there not as you know a star has been tutored in the media as a student of learning yeah. how to improve his own game, which is very handy. I mean, publicly, Jack's going to be coming out saying, oh, it's great, we're going to have a talented forward line, I'm going to be loving it. Yeah. But privately, he's going to be like, motherfucker. Well, he's yeah. Won the Jack Dyer medal, so not Jack John Coleman. No, he won that as well. Yeah, but our our best and fairest. What the fuck? Yeah, Jack Dyer medal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Jack Dyer medal. Yeah, yeah. He won that, so I mean, he's got got a bit of confidence on his wing. And well, um, Damien Hardwick said he doesn't want um, uh, Jack Rewalt winning the Coleman medal anymore. I think if you get Tom Lynch in, it's not going to happen. Yep. Um, it's going to be interesting, though, because, uh, you know, is um, Hardwick's plan B is send Dusty to the goal square, isolate. Yeah. Um, so it's going to be interesting how that works when you've got two key forwards. Yeah. You know, you're going to sit up at center forward. I think it just um, allows us uh, a few other options. Uh, we match up against teams. and forcing, Yeah. Forcing them to have to play a different defensive game, which is like our small man game, which got exposed against Collingwood, you know, pretty hardcore. Add another big man in there who's pretty agile and knows what he's doing. It just allows a few different um, strategies for playing against teams like Collingwood. He's, he's a massive get, obviously. Yeah. Um, and he still kicked a bag of eight this year, remember? So, yeah. Um, yeah. Even though he set out the last half of the year, we know what Gold Coast injuries are like. Um, you get a little bit injured up there and you couldn't be fucked playing anyway. Yep. So, yeah. Um, don't read too much into that. Um, uh, free agency, Scott Lysett um, got over to Port Adelaide. That was a funny one at the time. It was, yeah. yeah. It sounded like he um, said, I'm going, and then had second thoughts, and yeah. and uh, too late. Yeah, there was uh, a bit of that <laughs> in West Coast. Um, I think as a, as a group pick-up for um, Port Adelaide, obviously back-up for Paddy Ryder. Because um, yeah. Paddy Ryder, he'd be nudging 30 if he's not already very soon. Yep. Um, but also that Achilles doesn't. Uh, seem to be going away so it's you know, running the two ruck setup, and also you know he can um, run on his solo for the weeks that Paddy sits out yeah and you never really uh, lean on Paddy to play a full season so yeah you, you really need that option for Port and they didn't have a whole lot um, yeah most of their tall people they sent forward and they were doing good until they are doing shit yeah no. exactly. I actually quite like Lysette I think he does quite well. He's handy. Yeah. He's handy. He's not going to win any, um, you know, best of Ferris or anything like that, but especially in the grand final, um, mm. he had a good game and did his job. Yep. Him and uh, Vardy against Grundy, so... But, but with that, having a second Ruckman, um, I actually think that that's going to be more important next year with the whole yeah. take it out of the Ruck yep. uh, yeah. aspect. Yep. Because it used to... It, it's been for a while that you needed Ruckman with endurance and they could run all day and whatnot, but now that you're allowed to muscle in the Ruck and you're allowed to grab it and go, Yeah, you're going to have... Ruckman who are going to do the uh, don't argues, yep, and that's yeah. going to be a vital method of getting a, a clearance. Well, yep. and they're going to try and you know uh, dish the ball out um, more accurately rather yeah. than mm. a, a tap to space and that kind of stuff. Do so. they have to land before you tackle them, or as soon as they grab the ball, you can tackle them? 
As soon I'm, as they grab it, you can tackle them. Yeah, I'm going to say go, go for your life. If you take I was, possession, I was going to say the real loser, loser of this one is Sean Grigg, but now that's a game changer because he's just not even going to go off the rock. He's the way they grab it and just, just tackle straight tackle away. It, yeah. As far as I know, it's like a marking contest. If you have yeah. possession, yep. they can grab you. Yep, yeah. Lots of injuries I'm predicting in the ruck for opposition teams. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's that's how uh, Sean Grigg's got to adapt his game. Yeah, we're, we're going to worry about a ruck full stop. He's just gonna, <laughs> you either tap it, motherfucker, or I'm taking you out. Um. All right, there's a couple of trades there that were just swaps of picks. I don't care. Um, they we all know that they're you know people are getting higher picks and yeah. There's, there's only really two uh, pick swaps that I care about. One was the number six, yeah, and the other one was all why around. Richmond and Adelaide had to trade. Was a forty uh, had to get Adelaide to trade their seventy six for sixty eight yeah. so they could get Stengel an extra hundred points. Yeah. Or, yeah. yeah, it's all about academy and father son selection, yeah. so it doesn't really. Um, interest me at this stage. Um, Mitch McGovern uh, finally got over to uh, Carlton, um, which is amazing because, one, he signed a three-year contract last year, but uh, (laughs) the whispers are they told him there was no more money except if your name's Bryce Gibbs, then there there is. (laughs) So he thought, fuck you, I want to go to Carlton. I've heard this club has heaps of money, and uh, (laughs) it's not North Melbourne because I have to declare that. An investment in his financial future, (laughs) if not his football future. Yeah, his portfolio is what it was. Well, you see, not everyone was impressed by the... uh, private jet and caviar, but apparently Mitch McGovern was. <laughs> Expensive taste, that lad. He got to watch it from the sidelines, I think. <laughs> but that was close enough for the for the uh, lad from the country. Um, I, I guess he's, a, he's an interesting uh, addition to Carlton, but he, he's not the missing piece for him or anything like that. But he's an no. improvement. He, he, yeah. yeah, improvement on fuck all that they yeah. had. I mean, yep. seven times out of ten, he recognises a football, yeah. so I reckon he's up. Yeah. Um, and he's in the right age bracket. So he's not going to be, you know, the top three players or anything like that. But as, you know, Cripps and um, uh, Weedering and Charlie Kerno get better and better, yeah, um, he becomes, you know, somebody you've got to worry about. Yeah, especially when those are players become more consistent. Yeah, if you can stop a team from scoring a fuck ton against you, that's uh, also handy. Yeah. yeah. Um, on to the first time that North Melbourne get busy in oh, no. the trade period. I just want to go back to trade five. Um, one of the things that Adelaide got out of that trade was access to Shane McAdam. Yes. Um, young lad, uh, just based solely on his family, his yeah. uncles Gilbert and Adrian. All oh, right. Um, it, it, could be, it could be another Rioli, because Gilbert McAdam, uh, spectacular player. Yeah. yeah. I, I still yeah. think even played his best footy in the Sandful, though. Yeah. Well, yeah. Gilbert. Yeah. Uh, Adrian McAdam, too, obviously played for North. Uh, brilliant, but inconsistent. Yeah. But that was also kind of a lot of the Aboriginal players at that time were because the, the, the teams didn't really know how to support them. The support yeah, networks, yeah. everybody said, were shit out. Yeah, it was like, come I, on, lad, uh, just go and play footy. And I, they're like, well, you know, my whole culture, my whole family's left behind. Yeah. What the fuck? And they're like, nah, shut the fuck up. Play footy. I got a feeling money. Gilbert McAdam was playing for St Kilda the day that Nicky Wimar had his big stand. Oh, right. I got a feeling that Gilbert McAdam was in the Saints that game as well. Yep. So, yeah, you saw a bit of it. Um, but they yeah, could both yeah. fucking play. Yeah, of course they can. Um, he's a great commentator too, Gilbert. I, I really rate him. And because he doesn't pretend to be the smartest no. bloke in the field, no. he's like, hey, boys, he's, hey, he's having a good game, isn't he? Look at him go. <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> he's like that mate in the yep. bleacher. Absolutely is. Um, <laughs> and I, I love and that. I think too often commentators want to be experts. Yeah. They don't yeah. want to be fans. Yeah. And it, I, I think there's a place a to have a fan commentator. Like, yeah. Not every week. No. no <laughs> we need him and Jake King to do like a game companion. Oh, yeah, I, I'd press red for that. <laughs> fucking oath. If you're listening to, I don't know, fucking BT, talk to Das, talk to Lingy, and you're Some like, jeez, I'm fucking sick of this <laughs> yeah. shit. Press red for 
Uh, Gilbert and <laughs> Gilbert and Sullivan, Gilbert and the King. <laughs> I'd, I'd be on board with that because you've got to be fucking bored eventually. Yeah, I mean, you know, half of it's going to be Jackie King throwing down a few pies, but uh, yeah, I don't yeah, know. The, the last half he'll be hammered, so I'll get way more interested. <laughs> it was a boring game. You I still could, watch. I could be that cunt. Yeah. <laughs> I can actually see. Here's a story Mc, about him. I could see Jake King Gilbert McAdam having a fight at like quarter time, beating the shit out of each other, and by three quarter time, making up and being best mates again. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I like to see it. Um, so North Melbourne set their sights on Jared Polak way early in the season. Yep. Um, and they yep. finally, finally landed him with Jasper Pittard as the steak knives. Yeah, uh, Destination Club. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Um, but, I mean, they've probably paid overs for Jared Polak. Yeah, yeah. But they got him. Yeah. And that's the point. And like North Melbourne really subscribed to that theory of, you know, if you ask 10 girls out, only one's going to say yes. But if you ask 100 out, you're going to get 10 that say yes. <laughs> yeah, you say two yeses are better than one. Yeah. And yep. that's why I like that they've thrown out these yeah. big offers, you know. And it keeps coming back that they tried to get Dusty and it didn't work. They tried to get Kelly and it didn't work yeah. yet. Um, they tried to get Gaffer and it didn't work. It doesn't matter. Yeah. They yeah. won't die, won't they? Because there's plenty of other clubs that ask as well. Well, yeah. literally every player North missed out on, St. Kilda did too. <laughs> yeah. And more. Yeah. And yeah. more. <laughs> and you're just sowing those seeds as well. You know what I mean? Because they've still got some money and there's still a, a few players that were trying to get traded with still a year left in the contract. Yeah. And so once their contracts have done, they're like, well, I can go to North. And especially you got this sort of NBA effect where mates start talking to each other. We're like, yeah. how about if we just team up at this place? We get paid mm. fat cash. Yeah. We go back to Melbourne or, you know, we're in the same team. We actually start to build something. Um, yeah, I, so a lot of different strategies that North Melbourne can... Uh, I, I believe they call that the Gold Coast launch strategy. <laughs> <laughs> but obviously, missing out on Gaff, Gaff is the big one. But yeah. that was the weirdest way everything folded out with that. Well, I remember speaking yeah. to you about it and saying, look, surely... Because they released saying he's going to sign. Yeah. I'm like, well, yeah. he's had the contract for months. Yeah. Just why hasn't he signed? Well, it's quite clear why he hadn't. And you know, there was all speculation about yeah, his missus has quit quit her job and blah blah yeah. blah. But he clearly hadn't made up his mind until yeah. he did. Yeah, yeah. And it was the weirdest way it all all played out. It was, and it, because it took so long. Um, and obviously, I think now it's obvious Gaff just was undecided, and he probably yeah. made yeah. up his mind yeah. ten different times. Um, but then. You get all the speculation. No, nah, I'll go the inside word. It's definitely happening today. Yeah, yep. you know, and it didn't, and then it yeah. didn't, and then it didn't again. Yep. Um, but yeah, it was just. I think you know, it's a, it's a lad that had a lot of time to think about a decision and used up every bloody minute of it. Yeah, and and I mean, I'm surprised Mrs. had a job. So you know, <laughs> he's getting these offers. You're like, fuck this, I am quitting. Yeah. <laughs> um, but anyway, he's he's staying back at West Coast. Yeah. But but with the uh, the Pollock's uh, an addition to the club. He he upgrades. Uh, the but, whole team. It, it, well, they let go Billy Hartung, and yeah. you'd say that he plays a similar role, but he is double the player that Billy Hartung yeah. is. Yeah, and Pittard too, he, he's been pretty ordinary the last couple of years, but most of the players North have brought in have actually played better than their previous clubs, so I'm going to be on board with it. He's not better than Billy Hartung. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, oh, I think I'd rather Billy Hartung. Than Joe, but I mean, than Pittard. they've got but, rid of all the whipping boys, so it's always good to get one back. Makes everyone else look better. <laughs> you, that is very, it's very about, true. You focus everyone's anger on one player, and it gives everyone else a bit of respite. Yeah, they try to throw John Butcher in there, and we're just like, hold the fuck <laughs> oh, up. Oh, yeah, oh. We know, we know this one. He quit a little while ago, didn't he? I'm not saying we're not interested. We just <laughs> well, the, the story I actually heard uh, from you know from the inside word was that yeah, of course, when uh, they signed Benny Jacobs, um, Delana was saying, all right, we need a JP to sign off on this, and. Uh, <laughs> Cam Joyce is like, what you need, JP? Like, yeah, yeah, right, right. We'll get uh, get our list manager onto it. So he goes and says, uh, "Well, we tried to get JP last 
uh, two years back and he wouldn't come. Well, get two then. Just get him in. Get him in. <laughs> and so they turn up with uh, Jared uh, Polek and Jasper Pittard and they're like, right, we've got our JPs. Let's sign them on. He's like, all right, well, while you're here, may as well. Okay. It was, it was good. It's good, that one. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> yeah. It was, it was Sam McClure, wasn't it? <laughs> uh, um, I'm happy with it. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Good, good. Um, yeah, so anyway, it adds a little bit of uh, pace to, to North. But yeah, and the good uh, thing was that Pollock uh, doesn't come with, you know, sort of some, oh, I've got moved out of my old club. Like, he actually <laughs> had some disdain for Port for not coming to the table and trying to up his price. Well, he, he kind of was a bit reluctant. He's like, oh, you know, I'm, I'm missing the lads. It's going to be tough. And then they're just like, Port came out with fuck ton of him. money. Yeah. He's like, you know, actually, fuck those guys. Yeah. <laughs> yep. like, but Port did him the right thing. They went, mate, that's a fuck ton of money. Yeah. You go. You yep. take it. We're not getting close to it. You take it. I think it's Pollock's like, can you can you a little bit more? No. 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 Yes. I'm, I'm leaving. And I'm taking Jasper with me. It's Good. Like, Please. Win-win. Yep. <laughs> um, thrown in the Scots transport box. Yeah, well, our, our VFL team would like that, actually. Yeah. I'm sure that uh, you know, Port would have wanted to keep Pollock, but uh, not at that price, obviously. Yeah. Um, trade number seven, Gary Rowan goes down to Geelong. Um, for you know, bugger all pick. Um, bit of injury, but obviously everyone knows what's been going on with his family, and he's, yep. he's yeah. from that way. So yeah. I think the Swans were just yeah, mate. Whatever you want. I don't think that was a gentleman's agreement. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Yeah, but Fair I don't play. think he's best twenty-two there. Oh, if, if he's right, Geelong, yeah. If he gets his injuries right, he he probably is. If too, yeah. if he can learn to play on like the back flank, then I mean, you're in. Well, he's got speed yeah. to burn, yeah. You know? But uh, you, you just got to keep himself on the park. Um, but we'll see, um, you know, once he's back home and in, uh, you know, familiar environment and with, surrounded by family, you know, yeah. with the little toddler running around and the rest of it, he'll probably he's uh, enjoy knocking life. about with uh, young Dangerfields and yeah. a few other little fellas. Uh, I think Ablett's little, got a little one on the way too. Little Ablett on yeah. the way. It's, uh, it's going to be some good fucking country footy to play those leagues. <laughs> Jesus Christ. How would you be rocking up to Oski? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> School footy under 10s. It's fucking Ablett. Rowan, Hawkins. <laughs> oh, cats. It's uh, like, though, the second generation footy players are funny sometimes. Like, oh, you know, I don't want to play off my dad's uh, fame. It's like, yeah, you fucking do. Like, let's, <laughs> yeah. let's be honest. Yeah. You, you wanted the coach to go, all right, you're the young adult. Yeah, you're first team. Yeah. It's like uh, LeBron James Jr. Jr. I was yeah. just like, going to say. No, I don't want to my old man's number because, you know, I want to yeah. own name. It's like, yeah, because when they call out LeBron, LeBron James, James Jr., Jr. it's yeah. like, hey, who's this guy? <laughs> <laughs> you never heard of him. Um, uh, trade number eight we're up to already. Uh, Ryan Clark goes up to Sydney from north um, again for a bugger all pick. Yep. I actually, 
I'm not going to say I like Ryan Clark because he's the cause of me yelling at the TV so fucking often. He's one of those players that gets a decent amount of ball and earns it, but then he just fucking murders the kick. He's a little bit undersized too, isn't he? Like weight-wise? Yeah. Well, he's a young lad. It's only his first year. Oh, is it um, really? I-, I thought he was a couple of years in. He's a premie. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> he's one year, uh, second year in the, yeah, in the yeah. uh, system. D- D- first year, but, played 18 yeah. games kind of thing. Um, but he gets so much of the footy. Um, it's a good start. It is, but you'd still need to do something with it. And even yeah. you get guys like um, like Abasha, Julio, uh, Johansson, when they have bad games, they get the footy and then just kick fucking long. Yeah. Uh, yep. Clark just kicks poorly. So he'll pick out players on the opposition and then hit them right in the fucking face. Yeah. Uh, and so frustrating. But he cost us about three goals in one game, like from direct turnovers. So running through the middle, God. turns it over, comes right back over his head, goal. Yeah, I reckon I was at that game. I think I remember it. Now that the thing it's just that. one of those ones you're like, mate, what the fuck? But he's, if he goes to Sydney and they can get him right, he is a massive get for them. Well, that, that's it. Like you say, he's only young then, so yeah. he's got a fair bit of development left in him. And the good thing is if he fucks up, none of the supporters know his name anyway. No. So like, that guy <laughs> sucks. Uh, yeah. Next week they forget. <laughs> yeah, because they, they wouldn't know him walking down the street, that's for sure. Um... Trade number nine, West Coast pick up Tom Hickey um, with some uh, swaps of picks. So obviously they lost uh, Lysette. They've got to pick up another Ruckman. Yeah. Um, obviously a downgrade in Ruckman, Lysette to Hickey, but Hickey's still, you know, what's he, three or four years into the system? Five years maybe? Yeah. Serviceable guy though. I thought he's played very well for what was it? Um, I mean, there wasn't much expected of him. No. And uh, see, I, I expected a bit of him. There was, yeah, but Saints had a bit of a hoarding of potential Ruckman that yeah. they got, and none of them really came through. And Hickey was sort of almost like the last one they expected, but he was one that was the yeah. most serviceable, especially against good, good competition. So I was surprised the Saints let him go. I don't know what their backup plan is. Well, I mean, the Saints got Billy Longer, who I think was their preference, yeah. but yeah. they've also got a young lad who had his first year this year, and I'm, yeah. I just, I've lost his name right now. Um, but, uh, God, it wasn't Hunter. Um, he. Uh, had a few games, you're like, oh, yeah, there's potential there. Yeah. Um, so he's probably still one or two years off it, but yep. so are the Saints. Exactly. Yeah. Saints are looking to, uh, I mean, I don't know, do something. Uh, they're yeah. in a bit of a no man's land. So obviously they sort of fought off a rebuild for a while, realized that that was, you know, it was just the wrong decision, and now they've been forced to. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, I mean, it's a good pickup for, for um, West Coast, but yeah. they just needed another Rockman. Yeah. Well, they've they still got Vardy. And the, Nick uh, Nat will come back, you know, probably close to the start of the year or somewhere. Yeah. Yep. Um, so he is, you know, he, he's depth. They got him for depth and that's what it'll be. Yeah, yeah. Um, next, Alex Vasolo joins Carlton. Um, I I can't believe that Collingwood got pick 57 for him as compensation. But yeah, anyway. yeah. Don't do a bit there. Um, I, I don't know if Vasolo will do much um, with, with Carlton. But he's just no. depth. Uh, I think he just might be a mole. He's just looking for some <laughs> info, uh, Collingwood info. Well, Dale Thomas worked well for him. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he was the package. He was uh, the, the spite deal from Malthouse, wasn't yeah, he? Yeah, yeah. I don't mind the pickup because Vasolo, he's, he's a skilled player sometimes, but yeah. he's also a bit of a dirty player. Is he? And I don't mind that for Carlton because it seems so often that they they don't care enough to be dirty. Because you're only, you're only dirty when you're competitive or you're yeah. a complete cut. Yeah, yeah. Um, so someone who's willing to... Well, break the rules uh, in order to get the ball. Yeah. I think they need. Well, they got Jed Lamb. He's very good at that. So, um, you know, that maybe that is something that Jed Lamb can uh, get under Fasolo's wing. Yeah. And l- learn a yeah. few tricks of the trades from a vet. Yeah, learn the sneakies. That's it. Um, 
let's see. Uh, next, we've got a bunch of uh, pick swaps, so we're not going to worry about that. Um, and Dan Hennenbury, um gone down to Sydney. Um, uh, from Sydney. There, uh, sorry, is, yes. From Sydney down to Saints. There's been so many rumours about this shit. Um, apparently, he's actually the Unabomber. Uh, I, I, <laughs> really? I heard. Yeah, according <laughs> Dan to... Dan McVeigh. Yeah. <laughs> that was the Oklahoma bomber, but yeah. Timothy McVeigh. Timothy McVeigh, yeah. Yeah, but um, so... It, it's Unabomber. weird, really. Ted Kaczynski. Kaczynski, that's right. Because yeah. I know it from Goodwill Hunting. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, so you're saying Dan Hennebury. Yeah, it's it's a weird one, isn't it? Because he's one of those guys that was touted to be everything. And he was. I reckon he's been... I still reckon he was robbed of a uh, Norm Smith in 2012. Yeah, I could say that. But uh, he's an upgrade for St. Kilda. Again, a a bloke who can play. Yeah. And uh, who's been to the big dance. But also, uh, injuries has marred his last couple of years. Yeah. Um, And some off-field stuff too. Yeah. I I think Saints were missing that sort of leadership role around the ground. Like, there are too many people who uh, uh, wanted to be forward-line players and had to teach them to be midfielders, and they sucked at it. I think it's also they got rid of um, Rewalt and Montagna in the yeah, one year. Yeah, yeah. Uh, this is a little bit of that leadership back, but yep. he's twenty. Is he twenty seven, twenty eight? Something like that. So like, maybe even more. I think he's that, great leadership for him. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. And that's all he is because he's yeah. not going to be a you know a Brownlow fancy for him or anything like yeah. that. Um, and I think it's also uh, a great move by the Swans because they were paying top dollar for Dan Hanabry and yep. they weren't getting top dollar service. No, yeah, yeah. Um, so they relieve a little bit of uh, cap space. Yeah. Um, but also it's an extra position in the midfield for Heaney, Mills, yeah. you know, and um, uh, bald-headed prick um, Jones um, yeah. to, to run through and spend more midfield time as well. But also with that, um, like, who's a St. Kilda captain, Brett? Uh, yeah, no fucking clue. Um, yeah, exactly. Jack. <laughs> Geary, Geary it is. Yeah. Exactly. So you you don't say, oh, fuck, he's shown good leadership. You're like, oh, no. Who the fuck's that? But if you have Hanabry there, he's not going to be captain first year because they're not that fucking But he's going to be on-field captain. <laughs> he's going to be the on-field captain. And you don't want to give it to someone like Jack Stevens because he's yeah. not ready for that. And, yeah. and anyone with that haircut, you're like, eh, <laughs> let's just not follow him. Let's just be the wild man. By the way, Jack Stevens is older than you think. Is he? He, yeah, he's like 28 or 29 or something. No shit. Uh, because yeah. um, I thought he's a perpetual 22-year-old, you know? Yeah, well, it looks like his parents live in a trailer and, you know, his cousin yeah. cooks meth or something. Definitely, definitely. Um, I Inverse Lindsay Thomas. I got a feeling Hanbury would be the only one on the St Kilda list with a premiership medal too. Probably, uh, but it was funny because well, remember, Jesus, hardly fucking alone there. Yeah. We were watching last year the no, Saints. He literally is alone there. That's, That's what, what I mean. <laughs> the whole St Kilda history. There's not that many players with fucking medallions. But last year when we'd watched the Saints, because obviously we watched a lot of different random games, um, and you see the problems with just working out some sort of backline structure yeah. where they could get the ball moving forward, and you see the frustration with Tanya having to go back and and actually present himself as an option for the person to kick out of. Uh, out of the goal square too yeah. and you see he's pissed off by having to do that because then he looks mm. up and there's no one there to yeah. be able to have, have well, a run for year before last year yeah, that was so, yeah. it didn't yeah. change this year see I can probably say I've got a solution to this problem because I've got a microphone in front of me which means that I can yeah. just make shit up <laughs> um, but to me it always seemed that the, the on-field leadership was so lacking that players were trying to impact the game without trying to represent the team like, yeah. well the yeah. team I'll get, uh, I'll get my kick 
Yeah. Not just target market. Like someone's got to do something. All right, I'll do something. Yeah. But you've got eight players trying to do something individual rather than eight players trying to do a link-up play. Yeah. And or also just give get give. How fucking rare was that for St Kilda? Yeah. Yeah. And especially just using the actual oval as it should be used, yeah. like through the middle and making mm. space, but too many sideline kicks. But also, I think they were coming from a, an era where they had so many on-field leaders. Yeah. Mm. And so once that sort of transitioning, you've got people coming through that it's almost disrespectful to go over the top of someone that's uh, traditionally on-field leader and sort of establish yourself in that team. Well, it seemed like anyway. Well, that's a big thing about the the great teams. Always, you're always going to be down at some stage. Yeah. But the good teams, you'll have a, a leader who comes in, like a, a Nick Revold in yep. that side, or yeah. you know, a Luke Hodge or whoever says, "Lads, don't fucking worry, we got this." Yeah. Well, everyone should be open to criticism as well. Yep. Uh, I think that's one thing that Essendon have done good, where you can tell Brendan Goddard to go fuck himself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, St Kilda picked up Dean Kent from Melbourne. Um, Kent, okay player, but I mean, um, he's, I don't mind him. Spent most of his time in um, VFL this year as well, so he's, he walks probably walks into St Kilda's best twenty-two, but he wasn't best twenty-two at Melbourne. Yeah, that's fair. Um, so good move for him, um, and you know the D's obviously didn't give up too much, um, and St Kilda didn't give up too much for him either. Um, all on the almost on the same token is North getting Dom Tyson. Um, which really released um, Braden Pruce um, to Melbourne. Yeah. So this is a funny one because I'm starting to warm to it now because I, I can see it from Pruce's um, idea that Melbourne said we want to play two rucks. Yeah, you know mm. we don't want uh, the McDonald boys or um, Patterson. Um, yeah, not on their list anymore. But we don't want this makeshift second ruckman. Yeah, we want an actual second ruckman, and we're going to play two rucks. You're going to get a game. So yeah. that's think, the message they've sold him on. I think, too, uh, the areas Gordon lacks, Bruce has. So the in-close physicality, uh, the the hard tackling, all that sort of stuff, yeah. Bruce does. Yeah. Acting. Bruce uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, will fucking kill bastards. But um, I, I think that's a, a net loss for North. I think next De- year's... Definitely, I think so. Yeah, next yeah, year's yeah. rules favour Bruce a lot. Yep. Um and I think Melbourne being able to swap that out, even if he's playing off the bench, which I know that's an old school way to do things, but uh, Bruce doesn't have a gas tank because he's, he's too fucking massive. Yeah, he hasn't been playing. Well, yeah, that, that too. That too. But um, Maxi Gordon has an excellent gas tank. Yeah. Yep. So you can have Bruce as a, a shock trooper, if you like. Yeah. So if one of the opposition Ruckman's getting over Gorn and maybe give him a bit of a rough up, because Gorn around the ground is highly impactful, yeah. you put Bruce on for five minutes, tell him to, all right, you just built the shit out of... Uh, Whoever Rory it is, like, yeah. Rory Lobb or Grundy, Sandlins, say, Grundy. Yeah. and uh, by the time you've batted him down a little bit, we'll send Gorney back on. He'll give him a fucking proper touch. Yeah, we send Gorn down to play defense on Mason Cox. <laughs> well, and I think you know, obviously losing Hogan, um, it means that they've got another tall target. He, he might yeah. spend some time up forward, but they've got a lot of mobile forwards. So now they've got just one big, mm. big bastard as well. Mm. And Dom Tyson, I think that's just midfield depth. I, I don't think he's going to solve any issues for North, but yeah, you get yeah, something. Another for him. option. I was looking through the squad. I, did, I don't see him in the best twenty-two. I think he is a depth player. Yeah, it just is depth. You know, cover for injuries. Yeah, I mean, I'm not, stuff. I'm not going to give him a game ahead of uh, Jacobs Higgins. Zebel Cunnington. No, and you can probably keep going. There's probably yeah. one or two more there as well. Yeah, and even if I could, I'd probably play LDU or maybe Taron Thomas instead. But yeah. yeah. Anyway. Um, Carlton gets Will Setterfield from GWS. I um, really like that. Carlton just, just love picking massive up... Massive Will Setterfield fan. <laughs> Carlton just love picking up those GWS rejects. You know, it's the ones that everyone else rejects that makes Carlton what they are. Yep, yep, yep. Um, and it's ones that Carlton reject that makes every other team what they are. <laughs> I actually don't mind that. I think if you're gonna 
if you're going to look at uh, Carlton's uh, 2018 season, you'd say a big problem is they leaked the shit out of the goals. Like they just kept uh, giving away too many. I think if they've dropped Setterfield back, they can well, start addressing that. I mean, that's one of their problems <laughs> yeah. well, among yeah. many. You solve a problem one at a time yeah. in that case because there's so fucking many. But if you can start to say, all right, lads, uh, we're going to concede less goals. I think he's the ninth GWS player on Carlton's list as well. Yeah. It's not a bad effort. Yep. Um, uh, Sam Lloyd um, got traded over to the Bulldogs um, for a late pick. Um, again, just like a bit of all the other um, Tigers players that left, it's just... Spent the year in the VFL, played three games played, and played well. Played oh, great. Yeah, he, oh. and he's really changed his style as a yeah. midfielder, which was what Richmond wanted of him. Mm. And like one of those players, you're sad to see him go because everyone's got a soft spot for Lloyd after he won the game after, after, after the siren against the Swans. Game that I left at three-quarter time, yes. Yeah, but also a player that you could see, especially through his um, VFL games and the few that he played um, in uh, the A's, was that he actually had adjusted his game to be that sort of midfield running player, team player, where he used to be very goal-focused. And yep. that was his job, just kick, kick a few goals, we're going to get three or four out of him, very lazy on defense, but he actually changed that around. So I think it's a massive pickup for the Bulldogs. Yeah, I agree. And I, I, think, I he, think they got definitely got uh, unders for him for pick 64. Yeah, yeah, clearly. But I think he suits their game plan too, because yeah. uh, they've lost Dowhouse, yep. but uh, I think Lloyd is probably a little bit quicker. Yeah, I think he's, he's probably a, not as clean. Well, he's better offensive minded yeah, than, than Dowhouse. He's a great, you know, forty out from goal. Yeah. And with he's, his change in even his body structure, like he's slimmed down, got a little yeah. bit more toughness, um, which is giving him a little bit more pace. I think once he's got uh, a good season of AFL exposure, I think he these people are going to see what uh, the effort he's put into his game is going to start paying dividends. And I think he could be like a massive steal for Bulldogs and one of the picks of, uh, one of the trades of this period. I think if, if Richmond had lost a few more games, he would have got a lot more game time. But yeah. It's hard yeah. To, yeah. And injuries, yeah. if yeah. Richmond had more injuries. Yeah. Well, it's hard to drop a player when you're winning. Yeah. yeah. Unless they're having an utter shocker. Yeah. Um, what does this mean for Richmond's uh, depth though? Because they lost, you know, let's go they through lost the a lot list. of depth. Yeah, Conquer, Ellis, Lloyd. Yep. Um, there's another one that went to Gold Coast that or Miles. Miles, Miles um, gone. Yeah. Not best twenty-two, but if there is yeah. any injuries, yeah. Uh, and they've had a good run with the injuries the last couple of years at Tigers, but yeah, it, it could expose them. We still have a lot of young players that are looking for game time as well. Like still got Nash, still got um, uh, who's got the other Bolton, as Bolton, well. yeah, yeah. Shy Bolton. Well, and whoever comes in the draft as well, because the last couple of drafts haven't had much of a look in because the the best twenty-two has been so strong and so uh, resilient. Yeah. yeah. Um, Aaron Hall uh, gets over to North as well. So yep. I think North had about five players targeted, and I think yeah. I feel like Gaff was the only one they missed out on. Um, so uh, Gaff and you could probably argue Newman, but when they yeah. picked up Hall and I think Pittard, Pittard, yeah. Pittard yeah. sort of replaced that. Didn't yeah, he? Um, and, you know, again, Newman isn't a game breaker by any means, but he's a handy player. Yeah. Aaron Hall can be a game breaker, but I I think that some people and North. Didn't pay overs yeah. by any stretch of the imagination. You know, yeah, ju- uh, just a fourth, fourth rounder. A fourth round selections. Yeah. You know. I think that's a bargain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but he's everyone keeps going on about he was he was leading you know the Brownlow Medal one year after three rounds when he had nine votes. Yeah, but look at those games who we played yeah, against. Yeah, but well, I think one thing to his credit, there were a lot of games where pretty much the entire Gold Coast team had given up. He was one of those yeah. players that was still actually trying it, at times. But there were plenty uh, yeah, of but, other I times mean, there were. Yeah, I think that was a good four or five games until everyone went. All right, fuck yeah. it. Well, you watch his highlight reel, and you know I have quite a few times yeah, now. Highlight yeah. reel's good. Um, a lot of it is that running to the uh, forward pocket and kicking yeah. over the shoulder like Eddie Betts does. Yeah. Uh, I love that. And that's one thing North has missed is that able ability to snap. 
So uh, as long as he's willing to uh, run backwards as well, which is one thing that he has not done at Gold Coast, mainly because at Gold Coast you do it so fucking often. Yeah, you get bored of it pretty quick. I can understand that. Um, But yeah, I think that's a a massive pickup. And, you know, everyone's excited this time of year because you've got a whole bunch of new players and you think, oh, the ones we got rid of are shit. Yep. Uh, we've got some new ones in. We're going to fix Brent everything. Harvey guy. <laughs> We're fucking in. Um, but yeah, I, I, I think that's a, a net positive. He, I see him as um, very much in the Higgins mode, you know, a running forward, goal-kicking midfielder. Yep. Um, but you're right. It's the running backwards uh, that's if he's, when he has to improve. If he's two-thirds of the player Higgins is, I would be yeah. fucking stoked. Um, trade 17, Scrimshaw goes to Hawthorne for fuck all. Um, so I've... I've rated Scrimshaw, uh, well, since last year, because that's when I was aware he was a player. Yeah. But um, I, I think this is a massive steal. I, I think it makes a lot more sense having lost Burton. Yep. Yeah. Well, but this well, happened... I'm pretty sure, like... This happened first. Hawthorne yeah. went into trade negotiations armed. Yeah. Like, literally, <laughs> with guns. Because <laughs> some of the deals they like, got, like, fuck! Th- this wasn't a steal. This is nothing. This is petty theft. But yeah, still, yeah. Grand Larson, he comes later. <laughs> you get a player who gets uh, pick seven, I think he was. He was, two six. Years. Yeah, but so? But he's, he's gone. Yeah. You'd think a player after a year in the system, granted yeah. not a lot of uh, A-grade experience, yeah, but a year in the system, a year of AFL preseason, he should be worth more? Yeah, yeah because... Yeah. You know, ta- Tiger's got fuck over Robert Roberts. <laughs> <laughs> Talent spotting has been a real strong point of Gold Coast. Um, it just, I don't know. We did something very similar a couple of years ago with bloody uh, Jonathan O'Rourke who yep. was a former number two pick, yeah. and nothing came of it. Okay, injuries were a problem, but um, I did a little bit of reading up about him because I could not pick Jack uh, Scrimshaw out of a lineup no. if I tried before he got uh, traded to the Hawks, and um, I'm still not that excited because what I read was, you know, Gold Coast loved him. They reckon, you know, beautiful left foot, um, good size and everything. Lazy as, yeah. and just not prepared for an AFL um, lifestyle. Yeah. Um, so... While Gold Coast picked him up number seven, there are a lot of other clubs that weren't going to use their second or third round picks on him. Yep. Regardless. So he's so, pretty disappointed to leave Gold Coast then. Yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, grew up barracking for the Hawks. So he's got to turn some uh, some things around if he's going to get a game. But I think to a lot of those teams like Gold Coast, um, they don't have that player who says, don't fuck up my club. Yeah. Well, they do, but they keep bloody leaving. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But again, how, like, if uh, if Stephen May comes and says, oi, pull your fucking head in, and you're like, mate, you're leaving. Yeah. Why? Why do I care if you don't? Whereas you go to Hawthorne or, you know, a lot of the more established teams, if you're fucking about and, you know, Clarkson says, pull your head in, he wouldn't say it so politely, but you'd soon learn to pull your head in or else you find yourself drowning in the fucking ice bath. Well, I think they've clearly shown that if Hawthorne, if they they want to move you on, they will. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It's quite clear the last couple of years. Um, Okay. Uh, Trade 18 is just picks. We won't worry about that. Um, Gold Coast received George Holland-Smith, the hyphen. Yep. Um, from uh, Geelong. I, I didn't even know he was on, on the table. No. This no, is out of nowhere, this one. Again, uh, Gold Coast get a player that will be their best 22. Yep. And Geelong, oh, I don't know, if, did he run out of opportunities down there? But he's the type yeah. of player that Geelong would trade in. Yeah. Have been yeah. trading in. Yeah. It's a weird one. I think it makes sense for Gold Coast because they get a player and they're losing pick 59, which they weren't going to use anyway, yeah. really, because they've mm. got what, three in the top 10 or th- top 20 or whatever it is and another couple more. So yeah. if they're using pick 59, then they've, they've fucking wasted something. Yep. Yeah. Um, Tyson Stengel, um, again, another... He, to call him a depth player, I think, is giving him a little bit too much credit at, yeah. at Tykes. Well, he's still pretty young as well. You're very um, young. So you had plenty of sort of uh, 
promise in VFL, yep. but never really saw what he was capable of in AFL just because there was someone else who was going to get that yeah. position before him. So there were big raps on him saying, you know, he's decent, but unproven. So you can understand why Adelaide are more likely to take a, a gamble on a player like that, especially for what they paid for it. And, um, you know, Tigers are like, well, yeah, we can get rid of that. And obviously, pick 68 isn't going yeah. to be much. Yeah. Um, points. Yeah. Well, it's when he's on, uh, uh, you know, Palestine or Academy player or something like that in next year's draft. Um, so, yeah, it's a bit of a nothing nothing trade. I mean, you lose someone who might have potential, might might yeah. fizzle out. Going to be a player that's probably better off in Adelaide's list anyway. I think so, too. Um, right. We want to talk highway robbery. Uh, Tom Scully for a future fourth round pick, um, likely to be about pick 60. My um, favourite yeah. part of this was uh, Cane Corns. <laughs> I don't know what was coming. the fucking plot. Well, all right, talk you through it. Why, why do you think is Cane uh, Corns so angry about it? Well, the the raw numbers is you've gone from a pick seven to this. Um, and when he is fit, he's yeah. a spectacular now, player. What do you mean but by uh, pick seven? He was pick seven. Oh, no, he's pick one, sorry. He was number one pick um, yeah, was 10 years ago. Yeah. But uh, when he's fit, spectacular player. Yeah. When he's fit. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, his ankle is probably pretty M- damn fucked. Must be fucked. Yeah. I think it's fused at this point. Yeah. Because yeah. what I heard, and again, we were all going off speculation here, was uh, Hawthorne were thinking, you know, a pick in the 20s will get this done. Did yep. their medical and went, we'll give you pick 60. And they went, yep. And they went, yep. <laughs> we'll take that. But so. I think it works for both teams because GWS gets something. And they'll yeah. probably clear, <laughs> clear some cap space. Clear some yeah, cap space. some cap space. Well, and that. They get points that they can probably use on academy players next year. Well, I think the main, uh, what really got them over the line um, for the Hawthorne trade was they said, we'll pay his full contract. Yeah. Right. And yeah. Jitter went, great, yeah. done. That's what we want. Um, which becomes a bit of an issue. Like um, It's been with the whole trade period. When a player is under contract, says, I've nominated my club. Yeah. And then the club's forced to go, okay, well, we'll deal with them. Yeah. So Jitter had no choice. They only could deal with Hawthorne. And Hawthorne were offering up peanuts, and they lapped it up. Yeah. Well, they can deal with whoever they want, but the player still has to accept it. Still has yeah. to sign off. Yeah. So yeah, they can't. You know, essentially, yeah. because it won't happen. Hmm. What I'd like to see is um, a slight, small rule change that a player still under contract has to nominate at least two clubs. Well, yeah. they do yeah. that for um, father son. Well, you should get be, preferences yeah. now. No, you can. You don't have to nominate. Is what I'm saying. When it's a trade, you yeah. have to nominate yeah. two clubs. I think it should be like federal voting, where you can pick your your, your team preference. to nominate nominate yeah. your preferences, or you can vote below the line. <laughs> and you like label every Number club one to eighteen. If he has to nominate two, and then he says, "I will agree to go to uh, Hawthorne or let's yeah. say Carlton." Yeah. Um, then it gives GWS a place to, to yeah. negotiate. Now they've got you know skin yeah. in the game; they yeah. can do something. Well, also, I mean, negotiating is also you know pairing two two potential suitors against each other. Yeah, so exactly. uh, you, you take the the wind out of your sails for the team you're with. It gets a little bit of power back in the the home club. Yeah, um, yeah. in their side of the court. And, and I still think negotiation should be live. Like fuck this last two hours of trade where they had the live show. All negotiation should be live anyway. It should be live streamed <laughs> yeah. on an app, what, like great. poker. Exactly, exactly right. Yeah. right I'll, I'll see yeah. your uh, Tom Scully, yeah. and I'll, I'll raise you a pick 68. Yeah. Oh, I'm not you, feeling you could actually like have what, what picks you've got in the draft secret. They could yeah. be like your whole cards. <laughs> yeah. We'll give you our fourth round. Yeah. So now, the AFL doesn't, doesn't actually round say do have? Which, which picks have been traded or anything yeah. like that. It's just all secret, and then it comes out like, ah, cunts, they got one over me. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they're bluffing. Obviously, Hawthorne are thinking they could do a Jaeger Amira, um, turning him around, because they've 
if they turn Scully around, that's that's a ridiculously good get. It is, absolutely, yep. if they turn him around. And uh, Hawthorne's head of fitness has obviously uh, gone out to Carlton as well. So he's the, the mastermind behind it all. But hopefully yep. he's been at Hawthorne for 15 years. So hopefully he's left a bit of knowledge behind. Maybe yeah. he's just thinking, yeah. fuck him. I mean, <laughs> um, Hawthorne could pretty much afford to sit on him for eight months, nine months, 12 well, yeah. months. My big prediction is he plays less than five games next year. Yeah, yeah. Um, and all back-ended probably. And which is what happened with Jager with his first year as well. I think he yep. played four. Yeah, um, but again, it's a gamble with a small stake and potential big payoff. Yeah, and you know, um, especially with Graham Wright and Clarkson at Hawthorne, they've earned the right to have these gambles, and yeah. you tend to remember their wins more than their losses. Yeah, because you know they tried Dale Garlett, who was you yeah. know a trouble yeah. player, and you know didn't yeah. work out. Tried. They tried Tyrone Vickery. Yeah. Didn't work but out. But again, no. they gave up nothing for that. Like they, yeah. It's not yeah. one of those ones where you're like, just, oh, you, you could have had Buddy yeah. Franklin, you yeah. picked up yeah. old mate Tambler. <laughs> yeah. It was like, no, no, you could have had Buddy Franklin, but you gave away fuck all. It's pretty much checking him big blind or like yeah. calling him the yeah. small blind. Yeah. yeah. Um, Taylor Jurey goes over to the Bulldogs. Um, I think that's good for both because he fell out of favour yeah. this year. Yeah. Um, he got mus- out-muscled. Um, a yeah. fair few times, but um, he's got a good kick when he when he's on, he's on, you know. So uh, he'll, he'll be handy at the Bulldogs. I just uh, think he's a bit of he's a player that Hawthorne have plenty of. Yeah, got two premierships, um, so you can't argue. There was a uh, Hawthorne member's got an email from uh, Jeff today, and he had oh, a, God. A absolutely glowing um, uh, message about Taylor Dre. I just gave him a good recommendation. Oh, he, he said he, he walked um, the Kokoda Trail with him. All right. um, so he had a, oh, lot, a lot of good stuff to say so, about it. So you're saying his back's fucked? <laughs> it was in 2009. <laughs> so I think he's recovered by now. Um, okay. Trade number 23. Chad Wingard goes to Hawthorne. Yeah. What? I don't know. See, I don't know. This what? is one that... Out of all the trades, out of all of trade week, this is the one that I don't care who you are, nobody saw coming at the start. No. I mean, I saw it as a possibility, but I didn't see them giving up Ryan Burton Ryan to get him. Fucking yeah. Burton. Yeah. And that's twenty-one-year-old runner-up in the Rising Star two years ago. Yeah. The only thing that makes sense for me here is uh, Burton, obviously being an Adelaide boy. Maybe he's had a chat to Clarks at some stage, saying, "Oh, you know, eventually I want to go back to Adelaide." Well, his missus still lives in Adelaide. Yeah. So, um, and you know, if she still lives in Adelaide, she's probably a bit of a tart. <laughs> she's like, "No, don't come back." Uh, <laughs> shit. Yeah. So maybe that's that. Maybe <laughs> Berto caught her doing the dodgy. Just keep sending checks at the uh, the Kent town. He's going, "All right, fucking, I'm going back." Um. But the only that's the only thing that makes sense if they thought he's going to go back and Port were doing that whole you know Gold Coast better not play, take uh, Lucosis no, or yeah. whoever else Dicks. it was because we're going to try and get him back in two years time. So maybe Port thought uh, Burton's thinking of going back one day. Fuck it, we'll make it now. We'll get Wingate out of it. I mean, what it does show is that Hawthorne's willing to deal when it yeah. comes yeah. to trade week. Yeah. I mean, there's you know other clubs that they like posturing and I think they like the negotiation of it. Yeah. Hawthorne want the deal done. Yeah, he's going there, yeah. mate. Here's what we've got. Yeah, and. Now we'll go tell Ryan Burton about yeah, it. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, th- if this was, he's got one year left, yeah, on his contract. No, no, two. He, two. He resigned um, mid-year for an extra couple. Well, say this is twenty twenty, and he's like, "All right, I'm I'm going to uh, to Adelaide or Port." Yeah, he's getting a, you get a third rounder for him. Uh, well, I hope not. <laughs> you, 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 I, I you hope know, you get a first rounder for him. That was if the you get idea. A fifth rounder for Mitchell. You're getting a third round for him. <laughs> You'd hope he's that, going to improve. That's the only, only way this makes sense. He's only 21. And um, plus, he apparently found out while he was in Vegas, and yeah. then uh, all of uh, Port's <laughs> medical staff are going, yeah, I'll fucking go over, because <laughs> Hawthorne get billed for that. He's yeah. like casinos. Even when you win, you still lose. Because <laughs> oh, no, uh, you get a first-class ticket to go over there, because right. uh, you know, they're 
medical doctors have to be well rested and prepared yeah. and whatnot. So it would have cost Hawthorne probably around twenty grand. Yeah, yeah. Port paid the way back though. Yeah. <laughs> he's, he's still on a boat. <laughs> um, yeah, that's just amazing because they obviously invested so much in him, and um, you know, well, especially with the injuries the that they had, he came through and was. Decent. They, well, they gambled. You know, I think he was pick sixteen or something like that. Yeah. It's the highest pick we've had since Cyril Rioli. Yeah. Um, and, and they gambled on it, but um, at the end of the day, they got rid of him and pick fifteen yeah. uh, to send him back. So his legs probably completely fucked. Well, it will be shortly. Yeah. I'll tell you that. <laughs> Soon he gets back in the country. And Chad Wingard leaving Port Adelaide is astounding yeah. because he was Port Adelaide. Hasn't yeah. that deteriorated so quickly? So quickly. Didn't all the rumours come out? Yeah. But it's like the second your back's turned, they, yeah. they start sniping. And Koshy. Like, Koshy. I, know he's, I know he's a bit of a cunt, but Jesus, fuck he laid into Wingard. i got to say, Jeff looks all right now, doesn't he? Yeah, he does. Yeah. Suddenly, he looks <laughs> fucking sane. Eddie yeah. McGuire's looking like a level-headed bloke. By all accounts, um, he was in the Australian team for the, uh, the Irish game a couple of years ago when yeah. Clarkson was coaching, and Clarkson just loved him. Right. So if he's got that relationship with the coach, hopefully if the off-field you know, um, disengagement is true, hopefully it doesn't happen with somebody he highly respects. How fucking bizarre is that, though? Like You hear that, and Clarkson says he impressed me with his work ethic and with his yeah. commitment to the game and whatnot, and then you've got uh, the Port Adelaide people saying he's fucking lazy. You know, In the preseason, he couldn't be asked. It's S- like, say something. It's like yeah. someone's either full of shit or someone's being a cock. Or, you know, neither party is 100% to blame. Yeah, yeah. Mm. So anyway, I'm I'm just shocked because if you could pick any player in the Port Adelaide team last year that embodied what Port Adelaide is, yep. it's Chad Winger. He's a he's a dumb cunt though. If he had have said I this guarantee. about six months ago, North would have offered a million and a half. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, anyway, it's I think the most surprising trade of, of all of trade period. Yeah, uh, certainly yeah. for me, and I'm still not over it. Um, as part of that, off the back of that deal, um, Sam Mays goes from the Lions to Port. Um, I think it's a good pickup for Port. Yep. Um, just yeah. a, a bit of a depth player. This is um, the start of uh, pick number six doing the, the rounds. <laughs> making its, its way. the whore of the AFL. <laughs> making its way back. Yep. Going from the Lions to Port. Which one's got the worst culture? Because I think, I think Brisbane are on the up harder than Porter. Well, I'm not sure if Sam Mays, he might have been there. No, he wouldn't have been there when Vossi was coach. Um, but uh, anyway... Uh, he might find a new coach next year as well. Yeah. Um, I, I kind of hope so. Trade's 25 is just a swap of picks. Trade 26 is the big Lockie Neal deal. Finally got done. Finally got done, which is... Uh, With the, number six involved. The number six. They yep. did uh, a tour of Australia. Yeah. Um, got Starting back. from the west. It was like <laughs> almost like the Indian Pacific. It just took yeah. a ride around. It, it did city loop. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, got all the way back to Frio, and then it ended up at Brisbane. Yeah. And good move from Frio. They played hardball, and people weren't sure, but uh, they got their deals done. They did. They and got a lot of deals done. With maintained six, some draft picks. With six hours to spare. Yeah. yeah. Peter Bell. Who would have thought, eh? He, he has turned into a... Well... It's easy to Ruthless. say he's a lawyer, so that yeah. kind of goes without uh, yeah. saying he's a soulless life sucker. <laughs> but um, he has been equal parts upfront and honest and devious and conniving. He's yeah. so, certainly come in with a, a mandate to make a make an impression. And yeah. a passion yeah. to do it too. Yeah. And what a, what a sort of a way for Frio to start a new season is having someone at the front going, this is what we're doing, boys. Yeah. Like, and actually you know, having a leader there. I'd, I'd love to see Ross Lyon and Peter Bell. Just because Ross, like, well, you, you, want, you want to keep those two people as far apart yeah. as possible. <laughs> Here's what we're gonna do: we're gonna shut the fuck up, Ross. Yeah, 
Could fire ass. I don't give a shit. You've got eight years left. I'm, I'm lucky you're not fired now. I'm going to break your kneecaps. Yeah, that's you may also be... all I can reach, but yeah. that's all I'm going to do. You hope you go to jail. <laughs> like, honestly, even though Bell gives up about a foot, I still back him in. Yeah, oh, yeah, yep. Um, and Lockie Neal adds a geez, adds a lot to um, Brisbane's midfield. Yep, um, that's he gets already a good lot midfield. of the ball. Yeah, <laughs> but Jesus, um, it's a shame they didn't keep hold of yeah. Beams. But, yeah, um, you know that's the, the way it's that part one of goes. The carousel. I, I still think it's a net upgrade. Like, as good as Beams is, I think Lockie Neal can be even better oh. for longer. Um, I think Beams is better on his day. Yeah, I'll take Beams on his day as well. But, but yeah, but on his day was last season or the season before. Neal's day could be this season. Yeah. So I'm saying it's not you're not paying him for what he's done. You're paying him for yeah. what he's going to do. I still like Beams. Yeah. Um, no, you're wrong. One of the uh, funniest uh, negotiations. Um, like I said, when I said Hawthorne go in, want to do the deal. Um, Fremantle, I think they want to play games. Do yeah. you do remember on Saturday when they said they're out of the race for Jesse yeah. Hogan? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> did anybody take that for serious? No one did. No, I, no one did. I, no one took it seriously and asked for picked four, five, and six for him. Yeah. Yeah, as well. <laughs> anyway, Jesse Hogan finally gets over there. Um, I don't think it hurts Melbourne too much. I mean, he's a great player. Yeah. Um, but uh, if he's. I think every year we hear the Jesse Hogan going to back home deal. Well, you, uh, you hear another cards. tragedy in Jesse Hogan's life every year. So, <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. Jesus. Uh, just, Poor fucker. Fuck, I hope he goes there and, yeah, just, you know, has some peace of mind and nothing bad happens. It's all good. Um, Whatever bad has happened in Fremantle? Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> never been there. Um, but it just it freed up Melbourne as well to um, get some big picks in, which got uh, May in, yep. which we'll talk about later on. Um Okay, Rory Lobb finally goes from GWSO to Frio. Um, good place for him to be because he won't be the number one ruckman, uh, yeah. y- you'd hope. Um, Frio have got, obviously, one one more year from Sandy. Um, yeah. And they've got the, you know, the, yeah. the fridge and a couple of others um, down I, there, young ruckman. I think that's a good pairing, though. With yeah, uh, Which is obviously the, the reason for it. Yeah. 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 I mean, again, Lobb, um, he's, a bit more, he's more mobile than Sandilands. Yeah. Um, yeah. Not as physical. But Sanders is a fucking monster. Yeah. yeah. Um, He's a good Mark Lobb, without a doubt. Yeah, yeah. so I think yeah. that works well. Um, you know, where one is uh, lacking, the other takes it up. So yeah. Yeah. I, I think that works really well for them. Yeah. And Jesse Hogan covers a lot of ground. Mm. Um, yep. Don't, yeah. uh, don't and, worry about that. And there's but, a few guys in the midfield that can play all right too. Yeah. Um, now, Frio have been looking for, a, you know, a, a twin targets up forward, marking targets for yep. oh, since their inception, really. Mm. Um, Cam McCarthy was never going to be that player. No, um, they were kidding themselves with what they had to pay for him. Um, but now <laughs> I still find that funny. You had to a, a year out to get to Fremantle. Yeah. <laughs> like, obviously, you'd be like, "This is not IQ test, this dude." Because um, <laughs> you really like, don't like. We footy. might actually get a government rebate on this. <laughs> um, but anyway, Rory Lobb, I I think he's going to be a champion player for him. Well, he definitely showed moments of brilliance for G2S, especially yeah. towards the end of the season and well, a couple of finals games. I mean, he was worse off when Patton went down and, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, you know, when he had to do a lot of the ruck work yeah. on his own. Well, he was better around the, around the ground than he was yeah. actually in centre bounces. You want him down the line taking those big marks. Yeah. Um, more uh, pick swaps there until uh, Stephen May and Cade Collajasny yeah. um, gets over to the Gold Coast. Uh, College Asney, obviously the the steak knives in that deal, but Stephen yep. May is uh, he adds a lot to Melbourne. Yeah, I don't think College Asney's a very bad set of steak knives at all. I think yeah. he's a decent enough player. Yeah. I don't I don't know that he's going to be best twenty two for Melbourne, but he'd be yeah. best twenty two for about probably fourteen teams. See, that's why I I'd say it's not really a big thing for for Melbourne. If you're trading someone in, that's not going to be your best twenty two. Yeah, uh, it's it's steak knives, you know. But I, I do think Some. you need. You need 26 good players. 
to have a good team because if you've got a 22 that's good but no one's under pressure for their spot, yeah, I think but you're going to struggle. If you've traded out Dean Kent, Dom Tyson, why are you trading in Cade Collajasny? Yeah. Like, how much of an upgrade is that on, on those guys? Maybe it was but, just like you have to take him because uh, we don't want him. <laughs> it was uh, you know, and somebody wants to come, wants to come. It's, um, but it's diversity. Obviously, the big part is Stephen May because uh, that anchors their back line now. Yeah, um, yep. he'll play alongside uh, Jake Lever um, when yeah. he comes back. Yeah, but he'll take the the monsters. Um, but it also it means you know uh, the McDonald brothers will have more stability about where yep. they're playing. Yeah, um, it, it's it's such a I, I, I'm a Got big raps on Stephen. Yeah, and I mean, it's a great pick. And once Jordan Norris gets suspended, you've got someone else to be the hard cap, <laughs> knock someone out. Oh, I think this, him and Stephen May might, uh, you know, tag, <laughs> tag in, tag yeah. in and out. Yeah. They may actually fight each other uh, <laughs> on a game. I, I can see them hiding a chair underneath <laughs> one of the mats. Um, Homsch goes from uh, Port Adelaide to the Gold Coast. Uh, yeah. One of your preferred players, isn't he, Brenton? Homsch down the back line for Port. Oh yeah, love him. Well, what a champion! <laughs> no, not at all. No, no, so I don't, I I don't mind him. I think he works well for Gold Coast because um, because he wants to be there. Well, yeah, and he's one of those players that probably concedes fewer goals than uh, yeah, anyone yeah. that they've got on their list. I think he's just like a big fan of schoolies, wanting to get there on time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fucking fair enough. No, he came from Port, not Saints. Um, Jackson Thurlow from uh, Geelong going up to Sydney for bugger all. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, Jackson Thurlow. Uh, I think he's got some potential. He needs to hit the weight room. Yeah. Little. Well, and, does and, his brother play for Melbourne Storm or something? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, no, um, but uh, Sydney needed depth, and he is a depth player. Yep. Um, pick swaps there. Um, Marcus Adams going from the Bulldogs up to uh, the Brisbane Lions. Yeah, I like Marcus Adams. Yeah, he's a I great thought he was player. Yeah, I he's, thought it was someone the Bulldogs needed. He's a fucking unit. Um, they get a second round pick um, for him, but um, he, he must be desperate to leave because uh, a few times I thought, you know what, if he can string twenty games together, he can be all Australian. Yeah. Yep. Um, level. He, he, and you're right, massive unit. Yeah. Um, and what, what Brisbane need as well, they've got a good little young sort of uh, close-knit group that yeah. have been playing good, finished season strong. Add someone like that in there who's big, probably willing to go up there. So yeah. really replaces Sauce Bottle Merritt, who yeah. retired yeah. a couple of years ago for him. Yeah. Well, what the fuck is wrong with him? Because if you're giving up pick 75 for the bloke, like... Um, oh, no, wait, I'm looking at the wrong column. Yeah. Fuck, I was yeah. going to say. No, um, second round yeah, pick, yeah. pick 32. Part of the big trade, wasn't it? Yeah, it was oh, the, the draft and shuffle. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm still not. I'm still thinking that's a net loss for Bulldogs. Uh, I, yeah, I yeah. think. So. I mean, yep. just though. Um, it's one of those but, ones where he's he's a player that's hard to replace because you don't get that many blokes who are that big, that massive. Yeah, <laughs> uh, who can actually run in different directions. Um, I think if given their druthers, Bulldogs would have rather he stayed. Yeah, yeah. But you know, when they want to go, they want to go. Um, Jordan Ruffeg goes over to Collingwood um, for fuck all. Um, that's just another depth player for Collingwood. Yep. Um, it, it's really saying they know they're you know in for a premiership. Yep. Yeah, yeah. He, so it's he, the plan he, C, plan D. He covers just, the next injuries. Yeah. He's just there to put his finger in dikes. Yeah, I don't think he'll be coaching the AFLW. Um, <laughs> go on. Ah, I was just going to make Malthouse joke. Like <laughs> All right. Um, Travis Collier, Collier um, goes home to WA um, for a, a, a pick next year from uh, from Fremantle. We're expecting a big draft next year with a future fourth round pick. Again, it's just... Yeah, going deep in the draft. It's just another, you know, uh, future on um, pick. Yeah. Um, one of the first trades that was m- muted, uh, um, being Dylan Shield going to GWS, 
happened in the last, well, with 10 minutes to spare. 10 minutes, yeah. 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 They got lodged. It finally got done. Um, I was listening to the radio, uh, and they were saying that Essendon caved. And what they were saying was the negotiation was GWS wanted two first rounds um, all along. Yeah. And, um, you know, Essendon didn't want that. They wanted a first and a second. Yeah. Um, and eventually they gave up two first rounds, but... I don't know. I got a feeling that they were always prepared to give up two first rounds and yeah, just seeing yeah. what else they could do. Well, I think, I, I think it was the Carlton also <laughs> wingman for GWS who came in there and went, Essendon's at the table. Fuck those cunts. Uh, we're making them pay whatever price they need to pay. Good on them. I yeah. fucking love that. Yeah. Carlton love were throwing it. a lot of money yeah. at him. I think Carlton knew they had no shares. They just loved to see yeah. Essendon bleed at the at the trade table. Which is one of the ones where it's like uh, poker when you've got the free buy-ins. Yeah. yeah. Going, yeah. Fucking fuck all in on yeah. flop. Yeah. I don't give a shit. No, <laughs> oh, fuck. Um, it reminds me of... Uh, draft day a few years ago with uh, Jack Silvani who was yeah, obviously nominated yep. father son pick yeah. and I think Essendon had yes, p- yep. pick 56 and yep. Carlton had pick 57 and Essendon went Silvani yeah <laughs> <laughs> that's it I don't think Carlton even looked at their cards at the table yeah. and they were just like I'm all in I haven't looked at my cards don't even know I've had this, have this much money <laughs> you haven't even bought in yeah. <laughs> you're the dealer <laughs> that's just three buttons and a 20 cent piece um, I had a little bit of inside knowledge uh, I think I shared with one of you guys um, about Dylan Shield because obviously um, one of the uh, hotly contested um, free agent or his, not free agents but Mrs. quit her job and they sold his ass no um, you know there were um, St Kilda Carlton Hawthorne were all vying for Dylan Shield yep. and he eventually picked Essendon um, a friend of a friend um, was on the plane that uh, Carlton took up to Noosa with Dylan Shield yeah, right. and said that uh, they knew five minutes into the flight he'd already made his mind up Right. Um, he went on the flight just to up his price with yep. Essendon he, yep. was, he was always going to Essendon he was just Playing the market. Yep. So, yeah. Um, I mean, Noose is a lovely place. Yeah, uh, I want to take a, the, get a free take ride. The, take the plane trip over there. I mean, you've got to hang out yeah. with Mark Murphy for a yeah, bit. I mean, but... well, they fucked up. They flew Tiger. So, <laughs> <laughs> it's a big get for Essendon. Yeah. He's a yeah. great player. Yep. And he adds uh, inside muscle um, to that midfield yep. that needs it because, yeah. you know, Hebel's not going to be the, that inside player. No. Um, Zach Merritt probably prefers the outside as well. Yep. Even though it was unlikely, I was hoping that Carlton would offer like $1.8 million per year. <laughs> uh, I think they just about did. I think they were close. If he took it, it means Carlton can't bid on Josh Kelly next year. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they'll still be bidding, but I don't think that's worried. Yeah, yeah. Um, in the uh, second last trade was Nick Newman went from Sydney to Carlton. I mean, that's just depth for depth. Yep. Yep. Um, and finally, Dane Beams um, goes back to Collingwood yep. um, for uh, a couple of first round picks. Yeah, yeah. I think, obviously, his brother being delisted at Brisbane probably might have played a big part of it. Uh, so. He's all... Old- yeah, his old man shuffling old, off old this man mortal, was permanently delisted. Yeah, shuffling off the mortal coil. Yeah, um, obviously, you know, I like that he's been very frank this year. You know, he gave up the captaincy. He said, "Look, there's just too much going on. I don't want to do it." Yeah, and then came back and played great footy. Yeah, um, obviously, he'll get back to Collingwood. Um, and geez, I think you have a look at all the uh, the trades over the trade period. Collingwood have done well. They've done very well. Yeah, um, they feel like going backwards. That's I, I I think it's the best midfield going around next year. Yeah, yeah. Well, on merit, it is for sure. No merit retired. Um, but the the big one for the Beams thing, though, is a week back he's saying, you know, why would I leave you guys? I love you. At the f- best and fairest function. Uh, yeah. Granted, yeah. a lot of players leaving well, do uh, put on a bit of a, an acting turn at best and fairest, but uh, I mean, most of them are more home and away. He was <laughs> he was Al Pacino. Well, I believe him. I, you know, I ch- believed him. He's a fucking... This bloke yeah. is going to be a fucking Oscar winner. Yeah, well, you might get a Logie for it as well, if yeah. if it was um, televised. Um, but, you know, maybe he changed his mind. Well, I mean, he was high on ecstasy at the best of Paris. So he's like, <laughs> I love you, cunts. I'm not going nowhere. 
Um, but no, obviously it was a bit of a funny move when he left um, Collingwood to go up to Brisbane. Yeah. Um, but uh, anyway, I, I think you know Brisbane got great service out of him, and they get two first round selections. Yeah. Um, one this year, one next year, um, out of him leaving. So with Lockie Neal coming in, yeah. it, it helped. It you know eases the pain a little bit. Yeah. Um, but still, like we said right at the top, I'd I'd take Beams over um, yeah. Lockie. But two first rounders, you can't argue. Well, also, with Collingwood's re-signings, like they've done very well. They've yeah. kept players that were being being poached with big money, and they've managed to sign players which they needed. Yeah, they didn't lose much this trade period, Collingwood, no, did they? No, no. Um, well, first rounders. But, oh, um, they lost picks, yeah. but, you know. Yeah. Then they're, they're looking for, you know, short-term success. Now. They're looking for building this or their They were one, one goal off the, you know, a premiership this year. Yeah. So you don't need to improve much. Exactly, yeah. Dane Beams is... Well, a, as Frio said, just need to tweak a few things. Yeah. <laughs> well, Dane Beams is a one goal better for that team yeah. by yeah, far. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Well, who, who's your big winner out of this period? Uh, I'm going to say... Oh, it's hard to, until you line them all up. Yeah. Um, but, you know, Collingwood didn't lose anything. Except picks, yeah, and yep. they've got Dane Beams, which yep. is a great pickup. So, I mean, that's not bad. Well, um, I can tell you the flavour at the moment is they reckon Hawthorne's one, uh, bringing in Wingard, Scully, and Scrimshaw, and only losing Burton and Drea. I don't agree with that. I don't agree with that either no. because Scully's a big question mark. Yeah, and Scrimshaw. I mean, who? What? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, okay, Andrea and Burton. I mean, you only. I don't like going to Facebook pages or team pages, <laughs> but. To say he was loved by the Hawthorne fans is an understatement. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Frio, losing Hogan, uh, sorry, gaining Hogan, Lobb, Conker, and Coyler, Collier. I mean, and losing Neil. They they've filled up their their main issue has been up forward, and they've filled that need. However, they don't have as many gun midfielders as they think they do. Yeah. Um, and, and Fife, you know, when he's on the park is, is great, but he's been injured a lot in the last couple of years. Um, yeah. I remember Jason Akamanis once saying, you can never have too many good, mid, uh, great midfielders. And Lockie Neal was a great midfielder, and they lost him. Yeah. Um, Richmond get Lynch, but they lost, lost Conker, Miles, Lloyd, and Stengel. Lost depth. They lost a lot of depth. So, I, I still think it's a net loss. I, I don't I don't agree with having a fragile best 22. Yeah. Like you've said before, it's your average player that makes you win games. Well, I think the, the best 22 is still intact, you know, and he adds to it. Um, but a marking forward wasn't really what they were lacking. Um, no. And they've had a dream run with injuries the last couple of years. You're really gambling to say you're going to have that dream run again for a third. See, if I was if I was playing a super coach with the Richmond side, I'm thinking, all right, who are they missing? They're missing a monster. So I would have chased someone like Proust if I was them. Uh, a second Ruckman, for sure. For sure they're missing one of those. Uh or a first Ruckman. Yeah, that too. Having a good forward is always brilliant. Yeah, but if, they're, if they're sitting there or they're running the same lanes as the other forward, uh, it's kind of a waste. Well, he's, he's going to take a little while until he gets used to you know um, having uh, Jack next to him. But you know, And vice that, versa too. That's what the preseason's for. I mean, Jack's used to uh, you know making his own leads and whatnot. But yeah. if they're both going for the same ball, Lynch is going to get it. He's a but, bigger unit and with a bigger leap. Yeah, but like you, you like to say, iron sharpens iron. Um, it's true. Uh, he, he's, I've never said that, but yeah. Um, he, uh, oh, sorry, he, um, he's only twenty five, and they've got him for seven years, so he's going to be there, you know, years after Rewalt retires. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's a good pickup, but it's still, it, you don't want too many injuries. Well, and the other winner they're talking about is uh, North uh, losing Bruce and Ryan Clark, which you know you wouldn't recognise Ryan Clark in a no. 
in a thing, but picking up Pollock. Bruce didn't play a game this year, so obviously that's how North rate him. Picking up Pollock, which already is a plus, uh, but also Pittard, Hall, and Tyson. Uh, Again, probably thinking half of those guys have got depth, but the guys that gave up were depth. Yeah, exactly. Plus, not too much lost. But in talking about uh, people that fucked it, uh, gotta say Gold Coast. They well, lose Lynch, they lose May, Colour Jasney, Hall and Scrimshaw, and pick up Miles, Ellis, Hompsch and Hall and Smith. It looks like Gold Coast year one, and that's what it is again. It's year one yeah. again. They, they pick yeah. up a bunch of future picks as well. well actually, those are the players they lost, but they did pick yeah. up a shit ton of picks. A shit ton of picks yep. this year. I think they got, what, two, three and six, or two, three yeah. and something like that. Yep. So there's um, a bunch of very fucking nervous uh, 17-year-olds right now. Plus next can... year's number one pick. <laughs> yeah, well, it's going to happen. Well, they're holding interviews oh, yeah. at schoolies there, so... Well, yeah. You see the Gold Coast tent on, on Broad Beach. But uh, then GWS didn't get any players in. Well, they couldn't afford any. Yeah. <laughs> but gave up Shield, Scully, Setterfield and Lobb. Yeah, that's, um, that's a big loss. It's not as bad as it could have been, but it's still pretty fucking bad. They kept Finn Layson, which I actually... <laughs> I don't mind him as a player. I think he's pretty decent. I think he's all right for a first year. Um, but, uh, yeah, obviously everyone knew what their salary cap situation was and they cleared yeah. out. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Can't have any more gaps, surely. Yeah, well, they pronounced went to the poker table with uh, mirrored aviators on. So <laughs> everyone could see all their cards. <laughs> but, uh, oh, the, the biggest trade I saw was um, the AFL picked up uh, Damien Barrett. Did they? Yeah, yeah, he's directly employed by the AFL now, so there's right. no getting rid of him. Right, right, okay. Right. Yeah, well, so, so I don't know whether that, that's probably, is that a win for Channel 7? Or Channel 9? You're going to say work for Channel 9, yeah. yeah. It's still a win for Channel 7 too, though. Well, I don't think the footy show is going to go around again next year. <laughs> well, let's hope not. I, I don't get it. I think it's just, it means, he spent half his time working on afl.com.au anyway, so yeah. Yeah. I think yeah. now he spends well, You say half his time, it was only three and a half minutes on sliding doors, but, yeah. uh, but no, he, actually, he hosted thing, a lot of their TV shows as well. Yeah. One thing I just remembered, um, with the Scully deal, I checked into it. If, uh, if he doesn't play a game through injury, right. then GWS have to foot his bill. Right, so they pay his bill until he plays? I don't know if it's until he plays or whether if he misses the whole season, then GWS have to... Or if he retires without playing a game or something, GWS have to pay. Right, yeah. I did so, see some, some caveat like that. Yeah, yeah. So, so you don't trade a bloke who's fucked. Yeah, yeah. I think they call it the Gumbleton rule. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that'll do us for the trade week. Uh, I think we'll be back next week and see what else is going on in the world of sport and uh, yep. find out the fallout of uh, more delistings and re-signings. And yep. then we'll pretend we know about the draft players. Yeah. Peace. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.